everyone. Welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast, the podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Joe Ludwig, and with me is my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline. How's it going, Caroline? I am exhausted, but I am very proud of our daughter, so I guess the exhaustion's worth it. (laughs) And that is because Lily is in the midst of her first week of preschool. Yep. We're three days in. She's bringing cookies tomorrow because it's her birthday, which she is only mildly excited about. I was very proud of her, though, because she helped me make the cookies. I mean, they were break and bake, so it wasn't anything too drastic. But the last time I did break and bake cookies with her, she licked half of the cookies. And I was like, well, it's fine because she's like, we're just going to eat them in our family. And like all the germs are going to get cooked off. So it should be okay. But this time we're making them for other people. So... I had to tell her like 10 times, no, you can't eat the M&Ms. The M&Ms have to stay with the cookie dough. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was good. She didn't eat any of the M&Ms. How many did you eat? I did not eat any of the M&Ms. Now, I licked my fingers while she was washing her hands in the sink because cookie dough is delicious. And I had cookie dough all over my fingers. But I was very proud of her. And I've been proud of her all week. She's had lots of fun. And gotten very scraped up running around with all of her friends on the playground whose names she cannot tell me. But they're her friends. And that's the important thing. We have another great show planned out for you this week. We're going to do an update for a previous episode that we did uh, earlier this year called The Quirks of Having Two Toddlers. Yep. Right after Elliot started walking. Yes. That episode was earlier this year. Uh, It was released earlier in 2022. And now we are doing an update here in uh, September Mm -hmm. about uh, the joys of having a toddler and a preschooler. So Lily has bumped up and uh, she has graduated to preschooler, a preschooler. So um, like quite literally. Quite literally. She is officially in preschool. I know. And she's going to be three by the time this this airs, she will be three. Yeah. By the time she wakes up in the morning. I mean, she won't technically be three until the afternoon. 2.40 or 2.20 or something. Yeah. I forget. (laughs) It's on our birth certificate. That's the important thing. But, I mean, she'll be a three-year-old tomorrow. Close enough. Yeah. So, let us dive in and get started. So before we get to that, Caroline, I noticed that you have an adult beverage. What are you drinking? I am currently drinking a Brinktoberfest by Brink Brewing Company. It is a Marzen lager and 5.7% ABV. And spoilers, though, it's a spoiler from like forever ago at this point. It has made it into the second round of Gnome's quest for the best Oktoberfest <laughs> competition. Yes. So. It narrowly, well, it didn't so much narrowly me- beat out West Side, but it beat West Side. Yeah, that's right. So um, the gnome, you were talking about the gnarly gnome, who is um, the, he's a blogger. He yeah. is a Cincinnati craft beer blogger. And a podcaster. Mm-hmm. He has two podcasts. One is called the Cincinnati Brewcast. Now I got a drink. We have to drink. Thanks, Julia. <laughs> no, actually, it's called Cincy Brewcast. Mm-hmm. It's a, a long 
running show podcast series started way back in the day when uh, Ryan Gase and Madtree were like the the only two. Well, not the only two, but there were like 16 breweries back when they started or something. And uh, their first episode, they interviewed Braxton, um, Evan Rouse, as uh, they were about to open. Or it was one of the first episodes. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was the first one, though. So that he uh, he brought a microphone to uh, to Braxton before they were even open officially, the Covington location. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that, that that was all the way in 2013 or think a ridiculously long time ago yeah so he so since he broadcast is a long running a very long running um cincinnati craft beer podcast and uh the gnome has been blogging uh before he was even a podcaster so he knows his stuff when it comes to cincinnati beer and i always default to him because he's seen it all he has the connections he knows things, and every year he does a Oktoberfest, as you mentioned. What what is it? It's like Quest for the Best Fest or something like that, um, where he's trying to find the best Oktoberfest beer in Cincinnati. Yeah, so locally brewed Cincinnati area. So that of course excludes uh, Dayton and Columbus. So, um, so yeah, so he he posts these uh, videos randomly. Um, sometimes he, he has a, a weekly show that's not a show. It's like a happy hour live stream. Yeah. We've talked about it before. The weekly pint. Yeah. It's usually airs on Monday at like nine thirty, nine o'clock ish. Um, and he did, uh, the, a challenge in the middle of that show. That's not a show. So, um, kind of just have to keep following his stuff to, to figure out, you know, which beer Goes up against which beer and and stuff like that, but yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he's exhausted from all that work that he, he's putting in from drinking all these beers. I mean, it's hard. It's hard work. It's almost as hard as uh, being a home brewer and uh, getting your bottles clean, or just getting your bottles. Not getting oh, them clean. Oh, yeah. Just getting the, yeah. the bottles. Getting the actual bottles that you can then fill with more beer. Yes. Hey, Joe, what you drinking? I am drinking a Wolf's Ridge uh, Brewing Oktoberfest. So we are both drinking an Oktoberfest. This, however, is from Columbus. Bill. <laughs> hey, I would take Columbus over Cleveland any day. This is true. Uh, we've been to Wolf Ridge before. We have. We've had food there. Uh, but we didn't have the fancy food. No, we sat at the bar and had the food there. Yeah, was it? Is it the same kitchen? I think it's a different kitchen, right? I don't remember. Uh, it was so that was BC or BK before before the kids. Yeah, that was before kids. Like I, I remember we were up there to buy books, and that's about it. So yeah, Wolf's Ridge is in. I believe it's in downtown or just outside downtown. I forget. Phenomenal food. Uh, they uh, have, you know, elevated food, kind of like, kind of reminding me of like something like higher, high grain. I almost said higher gravity. It reminded me a little bit of high grains menu. I don't even remember what Wolf's Ridge menu was. This was like 2017. I don't remember that long ago. 
I remember it was good. I remember it was fancy. I remember that you had to have reservations to get there, to sit up in the dining room. Yeah, you did need reservations because we did not have reservations. Yeah. And it was popular for sure. So that you walk in and they have a sitting area. But if you go on a Saturday, at least in when we went in 2017 or whenever that was. Yeah, it was like April 2017-ish. At least in then, uh, you had to have reservations. Otherwise, everything was full. But they have this back area that's like more like uh, relaxed, I guess is the word for it. Yeah, it was more like a pub. So they have like two sections. Like they have like a fine dining sit down area and then they have like a, you know, like an area with like picnic benches or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's inside, of course, but it's almost like two separate places and uh i picked this up um i was curious about it actually it was uh it was kind of mixed in with the esoteric beers and um the packaging is blue and the esoterics octoberfest packaging is blue and i'm like i haven't had esoteric before and i've heard good things about their octoberfest so i just um blindly kind of picked it up it was underneath an esoteric beer yeah the the beer section where you picked this up is not organized the best you do have to like kind of look around and under things because you might find the beer that you are looking for in a weirdish place yeah and then i got to the counter and i'm like oh that is not what i thought it was but i'm not mad about it you know because Wolf well, Ridge, wolf's ridge makes Decent beer. Yes, yes, they do. Um, I haven't had a lot of it, but the stuff that I've had has been has been pretty good. Um, yeah, so that is what we are drinking. All right, so now it is time for what's bugging Caroline in children's TV, where you, Caroline, tell us a little bit of the lack of physics and logic in children's television. So, what is bugging you this week? So, we are watching random episodes of season one of Barney and Friends. Because there's Barney in the Backyard Gang, which is like super creepy Barney. That's like the deep purple. It's like deep purple Barney. Really kind of creepy. I don't like him. (laughs) And then there's Barney and Friends, which is like a less creepy Barney, but still not as less creepy as like the mid 2000s Barney. I think the mid 2000s Barney is probably the least creepy out of all of them. And we also have watched Barney live Barney's first live from radio city hall in New York. Yeah. There's two versions of it. Well, there's no, there's, there's two different live Barney shows. There is Barney in Concert, Barney Live in New York City, Barney's Big Surprise, and Barney's Musical Castle, and then Barney's Colorful World are all of the Barney stage shows. So I'm pretty sure Barney in Concert is the one that has like the backyard gang. Okay, that that would make sense. Yeah, that's the one where Baby Bob gets introduced. So Barney in Concert is where Baby Bob gets introduced. With Hey Mr. Knickerbocker. 
and then there's Barney live in New York City. That's the one with the giant heart and the guy that steals the Barney bag. The trickster. Yeah, the trickster. Because <laughs> then, because B- Baby Bop and BJ are in the 1994 live stage show. Like all of the songs from Barney in concert are in the first season of Barney and Friends. All of them. Because we just watched, we watched two episodes of Barney in a row while Joe was making dinner. And the second one was all about farm animals. I don't even remember what the first, oh, the first one was all about sharing. Yes. And there were quite a few of the songs in the sharing. There were like maybe one or two songs in the sharing episode that were also in Barney Live. But there were like three or four songs from Barney and Friends Go to the Farm or whatever the name of the episode was that were also in Barney Live. Yes. And like, I'm also fairly convinced that they're lip syncing all of the stuff in the live shows. I don't really know exactly how that works when you have a fully masked character and then small children as far as like how much of that is pre-recorded versus not, especially with microphone capabilities in the mid to early 90s. You definitely cannot see their microphone and we've... We've watched these shows a lot. Well, no, we've seen Broadway shows travel to Cincinnati. We... um, Saw Beauty and the Beast. We were in the front row. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any microphones on their lapels? In Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. No, because they're all at their hairline. They live right here. Or they've got like the little wire mics that go to their mouth. But you could see it. Usually, yes. You can see them if you know where to look. Yeah. So you noticed that the Broadway people, and you could hear them because we were in the front row. You could hear them, you know, yeah, say stuff. You know, besides, you could hear it on the microphone system, and then you could hear them, like on the could, stage. You yeah, you can hear me. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You like you said. I'm not convinced that these kids were miked mm-hmm. in either version of the Barney show. Yeah, I mean, and the the songs that uh, we hear on on the TV that they play sounds very similar to. You know, the Barney and the the music, the version in the episodes. Yeah, like they just used the same recording, but said for TV or like they, well, what probably happened is they recorded all of the TV shows and then went and did the live concert series. I would, I would assume that's how that worked. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's, so it's like lots of recycling of here, are all of the same exact songs. But in TV form, but I mean, kids learn through repetition, but it's also like really lazy, ridiculously lazy. And we caught it. Yes, we did. The the illusion has been shattered. And so much probably copyright infringement. So much. Uh, Barney? They only use like four original songs. There's tons of original songs. There, there was a four season episode that was like all original. But was the melody also original? No. Exactly. The lyrics were, that's the important part. I mean, the the music is is open source or whatever the... There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. Found a peanut, found a peanut, found a peanut just now. I haven't heard that one before. That's because you didn't go to camp as much as I did. 
I went to lots and lots of camp. A lot of these songs are camp songs. So many of them are camp songs. So why are you complaining then? Because they don't do them right. Because language drift is a thing. Also probably trying to put their own unique spin on the songs so they can attempt to avoid copyright infringement. That's not copyright infringement. Camp songs aren't copyrighted. Some of them are. So do Girl Scouts commit copyright infringement? We don't record and sell our stuff, so it doesn't count. It's like there's a difference between I am playing a Taylor Swift song in my house while I'm jamming out with my friends versus me and my friends are going to go get paid to perform a dance to a Taylor Swift song in a public space. Like then that becomes copyright infringement because we do not own the rights to that Taylor Swift song. Is that everything that's bugging you this week? Yeah. Hey everyone, Joe Edwick here with the one and only Caroline. How you doing? Before we get to the main topic of today's episode, we wanted to pause briefly to tell you about a new way for you to support our show. So if you enjoy listening to our podcast and reading our blog posts every week, then you now have the opportunity to support the show through Buy Me a Coffee. Here's what you need to know. It's super easy to do. You don't have to set up an account to contribute. You have options. Send us a one-time donation or sign up as a member to contribute on a monthly or yearly basis. And you have the opportunity to unlock exclusive content. To learn more about how you can support the Craft Parenting Podcast through Buy Me a Coffee, click the link in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So, the last time we recorded an episode like this, we had two, quote, toddlers in the house because Elliot was officially walking. So now we officially have a preschooler and a toddler because Lily just turned three. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Where did the time go? She was a little baby and now she's a giant kid and Elliot's almost 19 months old. 75th percentile for height. Yeah. Well, Lily's 95th, so he's got some catching up to do. <laughs> and Lily is really awesome about saying what she wants and what she needs, but Elliot still has some things he needs to learn and master. Most of his communication these days is grunts and pointing. He says some stuff. We'll get there, though. Yeah. He says sheep and ba and mama. Moo. Yeah. And then he likes dinosaurs, but he doesn't roar. He just grunts. Yeah. <laughs> what does the dinosaur say? <clears throat> okay. Good job, buddy. <laughs> but like he is really effective at communicating what he wants. And I don't know at what point I need to be like, let's try to reframe how we're doing things. Because last night, Joe's making dinner and he gets a phone call from his sister in tears. We can barely understand what she's saying. It's another story. (laughs) Long short, I have to get in the car to bring her gas so she can get her car to a gas station to go home. And I literally had just gotten home and changed out of my work clothes. And was getting ready to settle in for snuggle time with the kids to ask Lily all about her day at preschool to find out all the fun things that she had done today. And it's like, well, no. Okay, now I got to get in the car and go help my sister-in-law. And Elliot is literally stuck to me like Velcro. Like he's like, you have not been here all day. You must spend time with me. So I'm like, okay, here's a snack. (laughs) You're getting in the van. (laughs) And just threw him in the back of the van. No shoes. But he was wearing a shirt and pants, so that was the important thing. 
It's not like anybody saw him anyway. <laughs> and threw our gas can in the back of the van, which fortunately for Jenna had gas in it. A lot of gas. Does not have that much gas in it now. I think it's enough for you to mow the lawn one more time. And so we got to meet Jenna on the side of the road and deliver gas and then drive back home. And we listened to some really fun songs on the way. Elliot really liked, oh, what was it? When I say it was like one of the 21 Pilots or AJR songs because he was kind of like ooing and aahing along with the music. He was kind of a fan of My Chemical Romance. Not a huge fan of All American Rejects or he just wanted to get out of the van because he did not realize what he had signed up for. <laughs> yeah. But they both, they uh, they put their hands up. They mimic each other. Yeah. So, well, usually Lily will start it. If we start going down a hill a little fast, Lily will put her arms up and say, wee. And then Elliot throws his arms up in the air like, okay, we're doing this thing. I don't know why, but we're doing this thing. <laughs> it's so cute. He says it too. Yeah. Like he, he repeats to the best of his ability what Lily says. Yes, because, well, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so uh, we're going to go through some advantages of having two uh, small kids, relatively Relatively small kids, but not as small as the last time we did this kind of episode. So, yeah. So, we're going to go through some advantages and then some, uh, I guess, pitfalls. Yeah. So, advantages. Getting out of the house is way easier now because everyone can mostly walk themselves to the car. Lily can has about a 75% success rate in opening the van door and can get herself into her car seat and buckle herself in she can't tighten the strap but she can buckle herself in if she's motivated yeah which usually she is because if you start trying to buckle her in it's no i do and then she gets very angry at you oh she tells me all the time i want to do it yeah that's because mommy lets her do it all the time and daddy gets impatient and is like we're going get in your car seat and we don't need to bring as much stuff with us going out the door we only need to make sure we have diapers for elliot a change of clothes for everybody though so we do have, like, we have to bring, like, a few more things for Lily because we have to make sure that she has a place to keep a wet change of clothes, but it lives in the diaper bag all the time, so it's fine. It's really handy. Restaurants are way easier now. Lily gets a booster seat, Elliot gets a high chair, and they split a kid's meal, though we're starting to get closer to the point where we have to get them two kid's meals because these children, when they want to, can eat. Yeah. When they want to. Yeah. And you can never predict it. Which is a frustrating thing. So it's like, oh, it's your favorite thing. And they're like, I want three bites and I'm done. And I'm like, but you need to eat dinner. I'm like, no, I'm done. And then the next time we go out, like, they're eating half of our meals because they've already devoured the kids' meal. We usually bring them food, though. We usually do bring them snacks. Because since it takes time for the food to get to our table, we have to feed them. And we're probably only good for about an hour at a restaurant before the kids start getting a little too ants in their pants to stick around. So... We either need reservations or to go at not peak times to make sure that we as the adults can't enjoy the, the, enjoy the most out of our dining experience because yes. the kids aren't little hot messes. Hikes aren't productive for exercise, but we can, wear out their, we can wear out their little legs. So we are getting in more hikes this year than we did last year with the kids. So that's nice. Hoping we can get a few in Labor Day weekend. Yes, which was last week. Which was last week, or but is this week and in podcast land, time is a construct. And now my brain hurts. 
Uh, so Lily has started preschool, so Elliot gets some one-on-one time in the morning. But he ends up saying sissy a lot. Like he's, he, he knows she's not there. Yeah. So Monday, Lily started had her first day of preschool. And so I worked from home. Partially because Lily had preschool and partially because, but mostly because Elliot had a doctor's appointment. So I drop Lily off at preschool, wish her all the best, fingers crossed that she doesn't get herself kicked out because I don't know how preschool is going to go. She should, she should rock it, but I'm like, let's, I don't know, stressing out about this. And I get home, manage to get a little bit of work done before Elliot starts making noise because, oh, he's up now. And as soon as I open that door... Sissy, <laughs> sissy, sissy. And he's just wandering around the house trying to figure out where his sister went. And I'm like, sissy's not here. Sissy's at preschool. It's just you and mama right now, bud. Yeah, so uh, Lily likes to go in and she knocks on his door and she usually is around when he wakes up. Yeah, because even though we don't have the concept down of knock on the door, wait for someone to give you permission to enter the room. We are working on knock on a closed door before you go into it. So you're not just like surprising someone going into their room. I think it's just funny that she knocks on the door and walks in. I want to make sure that they at least mildly respect each other's space as they constantly sit on top of each other and annoy each other. (laughs) They'll probably end up sharing a room. Probably. (laughs) Another advantage is we have half the diapers to take care of. So Lily has an occasional accident, but gone are the days of attempting to do back-to-back diaper changes while we are out and about. So, like, you can give Elliot a diaper change while I take Lily to the bathroom, or vice versa. Though we try to avoid taking Lily to the men's restroom because we never really know what the men's restroom is going to look like as far as cleanliness. It's usually, you know, sketchy. (laughs) <laughs> that best <laughs> good luck Elliot so uh, we like to empower the kids to make decisions like like small decision decisions like going up to flavors of food pouches or granola bars or usually food <laughs> yeah food and outfits outfits and like yeah. what they want to watch on TV so um, before Elliot was you know a toddler uh, Lily would make all the decisions for him. Yeah. <laughs> for Elliot. Lily wants blue, so Elliot gets red. But now Elliot gets to decide some of the time also. So. Yeah, he probably gets a good, a third to half of the time where he gets to make choices. And he's really appreciating that. And he's really into train videos. And Sissy's ambivalent about train videos. Yeah. So every once in a while we let him win and get a train video or five in. I don't know. He's been winning on the whole Barney thing. I think he likes it more than than Lily does. So today at dinner, Elliot was a bit of a hot mess because he was sitting at the little table and Lily was strapped into the high chair because she buckled herself. She put herself in and buckled herself into the high chair (laughs) because that's where she wanted to eat dinner. And we're like, whatevs. So I had to wrestle an Elliot around the kitty table. It was no nap Lily. Yeah. No nap Lily is interesting. (laughs) And so Elliot had decided that he was done eating because he would not stay near the table at all for anything. So he cleaned him up and attempted to send him on his merry way. And then he decided that, no, he was, in fact, still hungry, but he wanted Joe's food. (laughs) Until Joe hit play on the TV and Barney started talking, in which case 
Elliot ran into the living room. That's, that is a <laughs> thing that happened. But like, Lily's the one that had the Barney-themed birthday party. Well, I mean, she likes it. She sings the songs now. Yeah. Oh, it was so adorable. Oh, my goodness. The kids are so adorable now because I was sitting in the bathroom with Lily because she was using the potty, and she starts singing, I love you, you love me. We're best friends like friendship be with a great big hug. Attempts to give me a hug while she's <laughs> sitting on the potty and a kiss Mwah! from me to you. Won't you say you love me too? It was so cute. Oh, she sings it, yeah. She sings along and sometimes she does it unprompted. Yeah. And then like, so we were we were on a walk the other day and she starts singing, there's seven day, there's seven day, <laughs> there's seven day in a week. And like, if you don't do the Barney's birthday <laughs> verse, she gets very annoyed with you. She's like, but Barney's birthday. Because birthday Barney is her favorite because her birthday was coming up. Another advantage is uh, adventure trips are more for the kids than us. Uh, not so much uh, weekend at Bernie's anymore. Yeah. So we're not necessarily like taking a sleeping child to all of these places. We now have two awake children that get to enjoy a space together. It's like we went to a children's museum and I finally felt that like I could take them to a children's museum because they would both get something out of it versus like Elliot is hanging out in a stroller or a car seat while Lily's running around. Elliot got to run around and do stuff too. So that was lots of fun. Yeah. So that children's museum was just the right amount of stimulation, I feel like. Yeah. Um, we didn't go to the Cincinnati one. We went to a different one. Yeah. And while I want to take Lily to the Cincinnati Children's Museum, I'm not exactly sure if Elliot is ready for it yet, just because there's so much to do. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can maybe say like, okay, we're going to hang out on this half of the museum today. And we'll go to the other half of the museum in a week or something like that. I mean, it's been a while since I've been, but... It, I feel it, like they remodeled it and made it bigger, but I'm not sure. I definitely remember it being a half-day adventure. And you it's not like you can just go walk into a room and then leave. Yeah, there's definitely like lots of stuff to do. Like you're... It's like Ikea in a way. No, so it's it's basically... It, I don't know what it's like now, but it used to be that it like had two halves. Because like you would start off at the center and you would go one way and then you could come back and then go the other way. Because there was like one side had like the little village and something to do with like trucks, I think. And then the center was where they had the big ball thingamajig where you could like send balls all over the place. Like there was a treadmill you could run on that would sh that would like take baskets of balls up to the top. I don't remember any of that. Oh my God. What? Because, like, you would, like, work together with a bunch of other kids that you didn't know to try to get as many balls into, like, the center little bucket, th the center big bucket. Because every 10 minutes, that bucket would drop. And you were trying to get as many balls into the bucket as possible so you could stand under them when they all fell. I don't think I saw that when we went with the Girl Scout troop. I remember the playground. Yeah. So they have, they have that. They have, like, the little village. There's, like, a bunch of trucks in addition to the little village. And then there's the giant water station that's supposed to be, like, the Ohio River. And you can, like, dam it off. You can just, like, play with different kinds of fountains. And they have a giant indoor playset that looks like a tree. There's probably more, but I'm not exactly sure. I can't wait to take the kids there, but I feel like Elliot needs to be a little bit older first. Yeah, probably. Maybe by the time he's two, he'll enjoy it more. 
and like we can spend more time at the zoo because we, we're we not like just stuck to an hour like we can stay there for two or three hours and the kids will be fine another advantage question mark is that elliot thinks that the sun shines out of lily's butt it's an advantage for lily it's a, it's super an advantage for lily so wherever lily is that is where he wants to be as well whether or not lily wants him to be there he will be right there but he's so he just he loves his big sister so the other day my mom was over watching lily mm-hmm. it was after preschool and lily was being a butthead and was refusing to sleep what so mom my mom was put her in bed and she my mom that is uh laid on the floor on lily's pillow bed mm-hmm. and i just that's when i briefly glanced at the monitor i'm like where is everyone and i thought my mom was sleeping and i thought lily was sleeping too mm-hmm. nope no dice so then my mom left at like five o'clock and uh Barney was on and Lily was super, she was on the couch mm-hmm. and she had a pillow. She was super struggling. And Elliot, of course, he was wide awake because <laughs> he naps. Yeah. So he uh, kind of just forced his way between Lily and the, the back of the couch and kind of <laughs> laid next to her <laughs> under the covers and Aww. they watched Barney together. That's so cute. And Lily eventually fell asleep and Elliot got bored and did something else. <laughs> he can only stay still for so long. Yeah, it's cute seeing them like and their little relationship grow because he's not a wiggly potato on the floor anymore. He can kind of make his own decisions and do his own things. And and they kind of wrestle too. And he's starting to wrestle back. Oh, I warned her about that one. <laughs> Not I said as, you better be careful because he's going to be able to start fighting back one day. Yeah, so we have to watch that for sure. The next advantage is uh, Lily has been attempting to play with other kids when we're out and about at playgrounds and stuff like that. The kids don't realize that she's not three or she's, I guess, well, she's not three or barely three because she looks like she's five. Yeah. But they they do have fun, um, and they can kind of communicate with each other. Um, And as I said, Lily looks like a five-year-old, but she acts like a three-year-old. Which confuses some children until we explain that, no, she is in fact three years old. She is not five. Because the other day, it was just a mommy and Lily day, and we went to a playground, and I could like mostly keep my eyes off of her because I knew that she was in a good spot and she's just like she's like my friends and i'm like you have never met these people (laughs) ever but okay you do you girlfriend and she's hanging out with this little boy and i'm like oh he must be like three and a half or four or something like that and as i'm getting ready to leave my friend who i was there with was like you you know that little boy was five right and i was like oh no i did not know that (laughs) like the kids were teaching lily how to climb up the slide and she didn't she couldn't get it so like two of them were pull, were helping her get up the slide. And then like, so the first time, like I had to kind of help push her up the slide too. No, we don't encourage going up the slide. Uh, it's too late for that one. And, but then the second and third time, like they were able to help her up just on their own. And I was like, oh, Lily, good job. You did it. And little boy was like, I did most of the work. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank you so much for helping her out. <laughs> just trying to encourage her to keep trying things like and she tried to do the monkey bars it was pretty funny because she would she like she could hold on so because she was trying to think about doing it 
And so I was like, okay, here, mommy will help you. And so I walked over, I held her lower half and like kind of like had her do the motions of going across the monkey bars, but I was holding most of her weight. And so I helped her like another two or three times and like tried to get her to hold more of her own weight each time. And I was like, okay, mama's going to go into the shade now because mama is done. (laughs) And I look over at some point and Lily is like looking at the monkey bars, trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this work without mom? Because mom's not coming back over here. And I see her and she has both her hands on one rung and she takes her feet off the platform and hangs there. And then she drops and she lands on her feet and she kind of shakes, she shakes it off. And then she's like, okay, what can I do next time? She never made it past that phase, but she was trying things out on her own. And I was How really happy to see that. How high were these monkey bars? Um, like I for sure could reach them. Like the ones at club? I mean, they probably were like a little taller than my head. Were they kid monkey bars or like yes. the one at club? They were kid monkey bars. So they were smaller than usual? Yeah. And she had a blast. Like kids were sitting on top of the tunnels and Lily was trying to figure out how to get up there. And I'm like, girl, you're not going to be able to figure it out. And I'm not going to help you figure that one out. That's that's a little too dangerous for you right now. You're not quite old enough for that one yet. No, I don't agree with this next one. Less supervision needed. So like when we go to a park or when the kids are playing in the backyard, I don't have to like constantly be on them because Elliot can get up the ladder all on his own. Lily can get up the ladder and the rock wall all on her own. Okay. Well, Lily doesn't need as much supervision. Elliot likes to climb up stuff and jump off stuff. Yeah, that's that's later. (laughs) But like, because like the kids are pretty good about playing with each other in the backyard. And it was adorable at Lily's birthday party. She finally got to use her teeter-totter as a (laughs) teeter-totter with someone her size. So she could actually like teeter-totter instead of like adult pushing down on handles so we don't fling you into the sky like a trebuchet <laughs> or like a catapult. So yeah, it's it's fun to see like we can take like a half step back now. Not like a full step back, but like a half step back when the kids are doing stuff. I mean, part of it too is like we're teaching them like safe decisions that they can make and like not letting them put themselves into super dangerous situations, but like letting them figure things out on their own too. But making sure that, like, they're not going to get hurt while they figure it out on their own. Yeah. And then the final advantage uh, that that we have on this list is that uh, Lily can open up three-fourths of the baby gates. Because in our house, here we have quite a few baby gates. Because mm-hmm. we have a split ranch, so we have a lot of steps. Which means we have a lot of, oppor- we have a lot of opportunities to for the kids to fall down those steps yeah or get into things that they shouldn't be getting into or they can just you know easily go upstairs if they're not blocked off while lily can now open up those baby gates yep or most of them so like when elliot's napping i'm just like it doesn't matter about baby gates we'll just leave them all open because lily can go wherever she wants and and the dogs can go wherever they want but then if i like leave the baby gate open that goes downstairs Lily will lock it and kind of give me a look like, mom, I can't believe you left this baby gate open. Because <laughs> usually that's the one that's always closed. Because since it goes downstairs, we'll make sure that nobody falls down those stairs. Myself included. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she she's actually very responsible in that way. It's just kind of surprising. But not really. She's your kid. She likes to clean. Elliot also likes to clean. <laughs> he does. He yells at you if you don't give him a wipe. Yeah. When you Double start wiping pump. down his tray after dinner, 
you better give him a wipe so he can help you out or you're going to have problems. Yeah. So that that is the advantages of having a toddler and a preschooler. You have an unknown. Yes. Because I don't know how this is going to pan out yet. So at Lily's birthday party, our friend invited his daughter to spend the night at our house. <laughs> like not when the kids were around. So that was good because it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we should do that tonight. But we're currently in the process of scheduling a slumber party for Lily where her friend who's about a year or a year and a half older. No, I need to bug her about it. But we're trying to set up a slumber party for her friend who's a year or a year and a half older than her to spend the night at her house. I I can tell you how it's going to go. No one's going to sleep. No, no one is going to sleep. (laughs) But they're going to have so much fun. (laughs) So let us move to the disadvantages uh, of having a toddler and a uh, preschooler. Mm -hmm. So as we've kind of said, Ellie gets frustrated very easily as he's learning how to communicate because he knows what he wants, but he's having issues correctly conveying that the first time. So when you try to get him to do something that he doesn't want to do, he just completely shuts down. He goes grumpy. He goes limp. His arms become perfectly straight. (laughs) So he has no shoulder, like he, he throws his arms straight up and he has no shoulders. So oh yeah, good luck trying to grip onto him somehow because he's just one straight line of child. Lily never did. No, she didn't. He like actually throws tantrums, <laughs> like will throw himself on the ground and cry. And I'm like, bud, we're trying to figure this out together. <laughs> Help mama out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Hopefully Lily can start translating for us soon. Yeah, I don't know, but we taught Lily sign language, and we haven't been very good about doing that for them. No, we haven't. Which might be why, you know, Lily never did that. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be more cognizant of, like, signing stuff. He knows please. Yes, he does know. He knows peas. Yeah. Or s. Yeah, he doesn't have the, the full word down, but, no. uh, but he does do the motion for that. Yeah. That's like the only motion he does. Yeah. I'm I like, think. I've been, Lily never really got drink. Lily for sure got eat and more, but she never really got drink. She always knew please. Um, and then, did she do thank you? I don't know. She, kind of. She got more signs than, yeah. than, than him. I know that for sure. Well, and then skipping around. I'm not sure how much we have taught Elliot versus Lily has taught Elliot because at Elliot's 18 month checkup, his doctor was like, I'm going to check your eyes. Can I check your ears? Can you point to your ears? And I'm like, oh no, I don't know if we've really covered that with Elliot as much as we did with Lily at this point. Hey, Elliot, here are your ears, ears, eyes. I mean, we've been working on animals. Yes, we've been working on animals a lot because he's a big fan of animals. Choo-choo. He likes the trains too. Yeah, trains as well. So, yeah. So, I guess we just have to pivot that and talk about body parts. Yep. So that the doctor doesn't fail us. Yeah. Another disadvantage is that it is harder to hide things from the kids now. They see all. They know all. They want all. Pretty soon they're going to gang up on us yeah i mean lily can reach most things on the counter so like if we're hanging out in the kitchen she'll just like grab the cookies and hand them to me and say okay cookie time and i'm like no we gotta eat something else before we eat the cookies (laughs) like we gotta spread this out can't just go straight for the sweets and they have to try to it's like it's negotiation you have to negotiate with her 
to get her to do the thing that you would like her to do versus the thing that she would like to do or find a compromise where everyone is happy. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Another disadvantage is uh, Lily repeats everything. So don't tell her a secret unless you want everyone to know. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. It's the, it's always the stuff that you don't want the kids to repeat that you're like, where, what? I said that once. And she has like a very condescending way of saying, okay. Like if you're like, okay, if you're like Lily, okay, we have to do, we have to do this first and then we can do this other thing. She's like, okay. (laughs) Like she even throws a sigh into it. And I'm like, what? You are not 15. (laughs) You are three, not even two going on 13, man. So another disadvantage is if you take your eyes off the kids for even a second, they can end up in some pretty crazy situations. Yeah. Uh, Back of the couch, on top of the table, the kitchen table. Trying to kill each other with love. (sighs) With their prayers. With my prayers. (laughs) So yeah, like today Joe was making dinner. I was hanging out with Lily and Elliot and... Elliot was right next to me, and then all of a sudden, he's on top of the kitty table, hitting all of the buttons for the fan in the dining room. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to move the table, like, because fortunately, he's just on the kitty table. So, okay, I'll move the kitty table so it's not up against that light switch anymore, so it'll just be in front of the window. And then he's getting into shenanigans, standing on the table, looking out the window. I'm like, I'm trying to give you safer ways to do these things. So now the <laughs> table's getting flipped over, so you can't stand on it anymore. Well, not, not only is he standing on the chair, he's standing on the... The back of the, the chair. The back of the, like the piece of plastic that your back is supposed to be supported by. Yeah. So when the chair is leaned up against something, he will get on the butt of the chair and then we'll stand on the back of the chair so he can see more out the window. And that's when I was like, nope, <laughs> chairs go bye-bye. And he doesn't, he's not happy about that. I mean, he, like you said, he throws tantrums. And if you are carrying him somewhere, like... He goes limp and turns into a worm. And then he just falls back. Yeah. That kid gave me a heart attack one night because he hit his head. We thought he hit his head mildly hard. So I'm like getting up every three hours, making sure that he's moving in the middle of the night. Because apparently if they have a concussion, they just kind of stay in one spot. I don't know. Nurse said check on him every three hours. So I checked on him every three hours, but I didn't wake him up. And I'm just panicking that my kid's got a concussion. And oh no, he's perfectly fine. Doesn't even have a bruise. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And then we brought up the climber. I mean, we've talked about the climber before. Yeah, we brought up a climber into our living room. So he had something, quote, constructive to climb on. And it kind of helps. But now he's finding crazy stuff to do with that. Yeah, it has a basketball hoop. He and likes to sit in the basketball hoop. Yes. Is why I typically don't put the basketball hoop against the couch because then he gets up on the couch and then gets into the basketball hoop. <laughs> Boy is crazy, but it's so fun to watch him grow and like learn new things. Cause like I finally swapped out all of the photos on our wall. So we have actual photos of Elliot in the house. And now he points them and is like, sissy, sissy. And like, it's for sure pointing to the photos of Lily. It's so cute. They're so cute. He still doesn't say Zoe. He says Mama mm-hmm. now pretty regularly. Yep. He says Sissy, as we mentioned. And uh, he used to say Clara all the time. He doesn't say Clara as much. He kind of does, but not as much. 
Yeah. And then now he says Gaga. Instead of Dada. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in the rotation. You are in the rotation. Oh, another thing that was adorable, kind of. So on Monday, after Lily woke up from her nap, because she fell asleep on the couch after preschool watching Barney, and I put her in her bed. So I was like, okay, at least now we don't have to tiptoe around you and we can do stuff around the house. Lily's running around the house and she's like, I'm going to go play in my room. Clara, come here. And like, she wants Clara to go hang out in her room with her. (laughs) Clara was kind of like, meh, I don't really know if I want to do that. Which in Clara's defense is totally reasonable based on past interactions with her and Lily. (laughs) By the way, uh, Clara likes to hang out in the, the, the sofa not the sofa, the, the recliner, the recliner in yeah. Lily's room, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom's dog, who's also a coonhound, yeah, came over, and she also likes to hang out there. <laughs> it's like they are like the, the same, same dog, the same dog. See, <laughs> yeah. so that's another awesome thing that's going on. It's like Lily starting to interact more with the dogs and like trying to build a friendship with them. Yeah, and she likes to feed them and let them outside and boss them around. <laughs> Because she hears us yelling at the dogs. Yeah. We're like, Zoe, Clara, come downstairs. And then Lily is following after us. Zoe, Clara, Zoe, Clara. And I'm like, girl, they're right behind you. They're coming. I promise. (laughs) Don't worry about it. And then another disadvantage, so we can wrap this up because I am getting pooped, is that we still need two of like everything. Because if Lily has one, then Elliot needs one or some kind of equivalent so we can distract him from the thing that Lily is currently doing. So like Lily got a present for her birthday and Elliot got a similar thing unrelated to Lily's birth. Well, unrelated to any kind of holiday, but just a Elliot has a version that he can play with while Lily is playing with her version. So they're not fighting over the same thing. So we still have so many toys in our house. All of the toys. For the most part, they play with each other. So it's not yeah, they're like, getting better at that as far as like not fighting over the same toy in a thing. It's like they can play with the train set together and they're not fighting over the individual train cars anymore. It took a lot of time to get to this point, though. Yes. Yeah. Very so, long time. And it also depends on, on the mood of each child. Yeah. Like sometimes they're like no sharing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Those are fun days. Usually that means that everybody needs a nap or like Lily's going to hang out upstairs while Elliot hangs out downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Just um, don't even look at each other. It's fine. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, about having two kids? I had so much fun watching them grow up together and seeing them become so cool. Because like Monday night, I sat in the sunroom with Lily and we talked about preschool and like she could actually tell me stuff that she had done. Because I was like, what did you do at preschool? And she's like, I color. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, because you made that crown. She's like, yeah, I made hat. And then like, what did you do with your friends? And she could like say stuff that she had done that I had picture evidence of as well from her preschool teacher. So that was lots of fun. She's remembering stuff and growing and learning. And Elliot's growing and learning right along with her. All right. So now it is time for Joe's Dad Joke of the Week. And I have a dad joke. We, you kind of sung the song about the seven days of the week. Mm-hmm. This dad joke is all about the calendar. Okay. I'm really afraid for the calendar. Do you know why? 
Why is that? Because its days are numbered. Oh my goodness. The days of this segment should be numbered. I apologize for nothing. Oh, I know. I'm aware. That does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find us at Craft Parenting Podcast on all of those platforms. You can also get a hold of us via email, which is craftparentingpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to share the show. That's what helps our show grow. If you'd like to send us stuff such as fan mail, craft supplies, or sanity, we have a P.O. Box. All this information is available on our website, which is www.craftparentingpodcast.com. That's where we post the show notes, plus blog posts about some of the stuff that doesn't make it into the podcast. And also, just a reminder, starting September 1st, we launched our very own Buy Me A Coffee page. If you would like to support the show in a monetary way, you can do so by going to the link in the show notes. Sweet. And if you'd like to follow me personally on Instagram, I am at Caroline Creates Crafts. And on Facebook, Caroline's Creative Crafts. And on Instagram, I am at Craft Parenting Joe, where I share pictures of the beer that I drink. It's a lot of beer. It's not that much beer. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if you know all about people we hang around with, it's not that much beer. And with that, I'm Joe. And I'm Caroline. See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast. Bye. So this is episode 75. Unless I change it. You're going to change it, aren't you? (laughs) What's the episode number with Brock? When did you tell him that was going to air? September 8th. I didn't want it to air Labor Day weekend. Ah. What's airing Labor Day weekend then? Uh, The one we just recorded. Where we explore Hamilton. Ah, okay. So we recorded that to be an in-between. Between Shift Beer Chris and Okay. <laughs>